FCS football podcast with Joe DeLeon. Well, let's get fat. And Sean Anderson. I am a soothsayer. with the FCS football podcast presented to you by the Believe Podcast Network. I am Joe DeLeon joined by Sean Anderson. We are two former college football players at the FCS level from the University of Rhode Island. Today's episode, we basically have the final week of college football at the FCS level. There's one more game to be played. This was the last week of multiple games, mm-hmm. and we're going to talk about our general takeaways. We're going to talk about a lead into the spring. We've got a ton of things, but Sean, why don't you share a quick message from our sponsors before we get into basically the, the wrap-up for the forgotten season, as we're calling it. Well, the NFL season is, is is in full swing, as you know. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. You know, Joe... Maybe the listeners would have a better shot than believing that Tua could cover a minus three and a half against the Broncos, but, you know, they can make that decision themselves on betonline.ag from game spreads. Yep. Uh, to team player and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online, and there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's BetOnline.ag today and sign up. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. It sounds a little bit close to home there, Sean. Yeah, no, it, was, it was definitely close to home. BetOnline.ag provided me with more fun this weekend, but at the same time, maybe they had, uh, you know, no, no, it's uh, it's all my decisions. So they did nothing wrong. <laughs> they are not <laughs> Wait, to blame. It, it was, was this your first? Was this your first real bet? No, and don't worry me about that. that. You, this is, you uh, got <laughs> smacked around, is what you're trying to tell me. I had a parlay that was uh, oh, all four legs failed. See, this is why we all four? Well, actually, one out of the four. Because <laughs> oh. uh, I guess the Cowboys wanted to show up, and then uh, Denver stunk it up. And then, oh, yeah, Green Bay lost. Holy hell. See, this is why we don't bet. This is why we no, don't put real money down. This is why we pretend to, to know what we're talking about. I'm looking at my sheet put- right now. Green Bay's facing Indy. Look good. Everyone's talking me into it. Miami. I'm like, oh, I've been riding this Miami train real hot lately. Riding them. You know, feeling pretty good about, you know, how they've been doing. And now let's just go put up a stinker in Denver. See, that was where you went wrong. You, you let people talk you into it. You let people give you advice. I you, talked myself had... into it. I talked myself uh... into thinking that the Dallas Cowboys run defense wouldn't be able to stop Dalvin Cook. Oh, but what do you think they did? They stopped him. Well, that's terrible timing. You sound like you're in a little bit of a rough mood. It was fun, gonna, though. That's the whole point yeah. of it. It was fun. I had a fun time. I, it was fun. I don't I don't know if that's very fun. That was um, fun. Well, if you're going to make your bets, actually use real knowledge and uh, don't bet with your gut like Sean Anderson is over here. Sean, we have basically the end of the season. We've got a couple games we're going to hit FC estimates and, and recap and basically crown. A, actually, we're not going to crown the winner today. We will do that on our last show of this season. Mm-hmm. After this one, the okay. we'll get we'll get to explaining that soon. But um, right now, we're pretty much done. There was the last multiple week game. There's one game where West Carolina is supposed to play UNC, and that's basically it. There's nothing else left to this 
this weird, bizarre FCS football season. But I would like to say, as and we might be wrong, I, there might be some other show out there doing doing episodes on a weekly basis, but I'm pretty sure that we are the most notable FCS podcast mm. that continually did a show every single week. So before we, we share our thoughts on the season, Sean, I'd like to give us a, a, you know some recognition here, not to pat ourselves too much on the back, but... With not a lot to cover, we we made we we got through this season. We managed to have some fantastic storylines. We had some big news with Trey Lance declaring. It was weird, but we we worked our way through it, and we tried to do work with what we had. I'd rather thank the fans that kept listening uh, because they gave us the motivation. Yeah, not, I mean we're motivated to do the show, but when you get people reacting and talking to you about the product that you put out on a consistent basis. And that's really what drives us. And everybody who does this says the same exact thing. I don't know if they mean it as much as we do, to be honest, because uh, we have such great fan interaction with the show and a good following of just loyal listeners that put up with, you know, barbaric screaming for two minutes about something that doesn't concern the <laughs> FCS. Maybe that's why you're here. Maybe it isn't. But for the FCS, I do believe that we tried our best, at least to, to make the best situation possible with this forgotten season. Right, and that, that's the big thing here. You, you brought up the key thing that we had, our consistent listener base. Not everybody. I'm, I'm sure there were some people that were deterred that were just like, oh, nothing's really going on, so we're not going to listen. But to those that stuck it out with us and, and still wanted to hear what was going on, those who still interacted with us on social media, we appreciate that support. This was obviously a, a complicated time, and I would argue that you and I, Sean, are never going to have to deal with a season like this again. I don't think we're ever going to have a year like this. And going into early 2021, I don't think we're ever going to be in a situation where we're going to have to cover a, a season where teams sporadically played and then the rest of them are playing in the spring. We're, we're never going to see something like this again. And we, and we, you know, we, we still were able to keep. Uh, we were still able getting to get to get feedback from. The, the crazy FCS fans that still wanted to know what was going on. You know what? You you have had some hot takes over the years that I've known you. Hot takes. Takes that I'll never forget. But I'm going to knock wood for me, and I'm going <laughs> to knock wood for you. Because I have never heard of somebody with such hubris to basically call out the earth and say, you're not going to do this to us again. That's I've never heard someone basically challenge stuff that we can't even you can't challenge an earthquake and say you're not going to strike again you think that people in california are saying that no they're saying we're going to make we're going to make do <laughs> you are off your well, rocker right now i tell you what <laughs> when the next pandemic hits we can clip this and we can send it into uh freezing cold freezing takes. cold takes yeah because this is that actually could be one of the worst takes of all time if it, if it is incorrect. <laughs> Thank you for knocking on wood. I will knock on wood too because, frankly, I, I don't want to do this again. I would like to things be normal and we have a normal off season and a normal season and a normal lead up like we were, you know, we were anticipating. But, Sean, I, I will say that this was an interesting year. What was your, your major takeaway from all this? My major takeaway was that teams handled it better than – Anybody in the media, anybody, it just uh, it was a sports fan, anybody that, that liked the teams, they handled all the situations with players needing to not come with to the games and they're filling spots and they're doing all that. It seemed 
from the outside to have moved very smoothly. Now, there's obviously a lot of criticism about people getting tested positive, but as we've been saying since April, that's going to happen on a college campus. Regardless, the teams, it seems, and it felt like, and from the people that we've talked to, are making do better than a lot of people know, and they are just grinding it out, and they did grind it out for the teams that played in the fall. Very impressive to say, hey, we're going to play some football. That's what we're going to do. We're going to go out there, we're going to play some football, and we're going to get some tape on our guys. We are going to make our guys better playing this fall season, and then we're going to get a break, and then maybe we'll come back. You know, it's been very, very impressive at how maturely it seems like everything was handled within this level. Level. Right. It was it was handled perfectly by all the, the, the programs that wanted to play, that wanted to go out there and get some games in. And frankly, my thought with this season is I pretty strongly believe – that the teams that took advantage of a horrible situation, a, a, a messed up year, some players possibly losing out on senior seasons if they chose not to come back, being pushed off, those that chose to, to make the best of it and go out there and play and, and earn those pay-to-play pay to games, that's, I think, honorable to go out there and do that. That's boosting your program by doing things like that and not losing out on those opportunities to say that, you know, our guys want to go out there and play. We're going to go play these, these big programs. We're not going to shy away from the opportunity and we're also going to get ourselves reps. I really feel that those teams that took advantage of this are going to, to have an advantage coming into this, this spring season. I think that they are going to have the best advantage possible because they played already. They, they basically had scrimmages lined up. And now they are more prepared than teams that haven't played since last fall. There are a lot of programs that haven't played since last fall. So those programs are really going to have a leg up on some of these other teams. I think I said it last week. You can't replace live bullets. You just can't. You can try to mimic them the best that you can possible, but you can never truly replace them. So the teams that got out there and got a season in, they'll be better off for it. And I completely agree with you. So now let's let's start talking about what's coming up because we're, ba- we're we're as we've already said we're basically done. The real season is going to be starting in the spring. That is expected to start sometime in February, but the first determined game is on February 13th. Then we are going to start to to see conferences get into full conference play. So I'm frankly I'm excited to have some real games to cover. Not just to talk about, oh, this team won, this team lost. Here's what you need to know. Here's who had the what stat line. We can actually discuss playoff implications and the serious level of outcomes with less games. So just a quick headline of how this is going to look. Per Stats FCS, who put it on their Facebook page, the FCS playoff has been approved by the NCAA. This was a few weeks ago, I believe, or it wasn't, this isn't like breaking news. They approved by the NCAA to be a 16-team playoff. Pairings will be announced April 18th. Championship will be May 14th to the 16th, somewhere in that range. Most conferences are going to be playing a six- to eight-game schedule. There's different variations going on on what they were able to figure out. And obviously, with conferences trying to figure out the best possible time for them to get their guys out there, they're just going to have different varying levels. Some are six, some are seven, some are eight. 
The Ivy League is the only one that has officially said that, th- said that they're not playing. There are specific programs that have said that they are not going to play. A bunch of big South teams said that they're not going to waste their time this year. I would argue that's not actually even wasting their time. But in their eyes, I'm sure that's what, what they were looking at as. But the Big South is the only conference that is playing only four games. This is a pretty packed uh, spring season. And I this is fantastic, too, because we're going to get that extra level of spotlight the XFL probably won't start back up this spring. I'm sure that it's going to take some time for them to figure out what they're doing under new leadership. So I'm going to say it right now. I think that this is a fantastic opportunity to get some serious fans and some notoriety back for the Division One AA level of football. Like I'm juiced up to be able to watch the uh, the FCS championship in May. And, uh, Sean, I don't know about you. If things are cleared up enough and we can get credentialed, I'm going to that damn game. We could get credentialed. Also, I, it feels like we're doubling back on that that one chump that tweeted out that this should be a permanent move for the FCS teams. But within the circumstances right now. It still shouldn't be. No. It's, it shouldn't be. But for this year, right now, I'm looking at this. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling that I – first of all, I'm feeling that I'm not having to play a game on February 13th. That's what I'm liking. I, I, I'm not I, I am not envious of those that have to go out and do that, especially in the, the blistering cold of Kingston, Rhode Island. But uh, good luck to Jake Fire. Yeah, I'm really wishing him the best, but you know, I would. Uh, I, I didn't have sleeves or gloves on versus uh, Maine last year when we were playing that. So, okay, Jake, we, we get it, tough guy. Uh, <laughs> I was wearing sweats at practice. That, that was my MO. I, I would prefer to wear sweats regardless. Uh, there, there's going to be teams. It's going to be like the, what was it, the AAF two years ago, Allegiance yeah. of uh, yeah. It'll be like that, except we know that it won't go away. Or, we there's already some infrastructure there within the the NCAA and the FCS that right. if it's going to be played, it's not like there's going to be money being pulled out and the the, the sponsors are going to dip. It's going to be okay. Maybe we're going to get even more television viewership. Maybe we're going to get even more eyes on the product. Maybe me and Joe might start get, getting called into some shows to talk about it because it's going to be the biggest sport on, aside from what. Mm. Uh, oh, I thought my power just went off in my house. Uh, it's just Col- my- college across. You, yeah, you yeah, good? Uh, Your power uh, go out? NHL, NHL and Hell NBA. of an Easter egg. <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> I said hell of an Easter egg. <laughs> what Easter egg? <laughs> you just going, I think my power just went out. I'm not cutting that out, by the way. I'm no, no, you in. shouldn't. It, my laptop dimmed on me, and I thought the whole room was going dark. So, so I'm like, oh, no. Um, <laughs> it's just so stupid. But it's going to be good in the spring. I'm, I'm looking forward to it because it'll feel like more regular content that we're doing. It'll probably we'll probably be start eclipsing 30-minute shows again. Yeah, and we're going to go back to that normal schedule. We'll talk about that really soon at the end of the show. Um but I, I do agree with you. I think that once college basketball is done and maybe things get shuffled around and they're slowed down a little bit, the beginning of the season is going to take some time to get things rolling. But I think when things start to get really hot going into the playoffs and when it's college lacrosse and college baseball, which get decent viewership, I think viewership gets split between the two. It's not as highly sought after as basketball and football. I really do believe that FCS football is going to to have a strong chunk of that viewership share. And I'm willing to bet that networks like ESPN, who has a majority of these these contracts, and also maybe Fox Sports, CBS Sports, they're going to be airing these games because they know that 
that not everybody's a, a lacrosse or a baseball fan or even a hockey fan for the NHL or maybe even an NBA fan. Or they just but they do fans. know that yeah, they're, or they're just playoff fans. But they do know that there are a lot of Americans in this country that absolutely love the game of football. And if there is college football on in April and it's nice out, they're going to turn it on. They're going to sit down. They're going to watch it with their friends. They're going to watch it with their families. Separate from the alumni of these universities. And the other thing I would argue is maybe some of the alumni from these universities that just didn't pay attention to their FCS programs because maybe, you know, they had a, you know, their significant other graduated from a bigger school or their parents graduated from a bigger school and they tuned in or the NFL is on and they tuned into that stuff. I think you're going to be able to draw back some of those people, some of those people that maybe directed their attention elsewhere that said, wow, wow. The, you know, you know, Richmond's playing right now. I, I, I went to Richmond. I'm going to put this game on. I'm going to watch them play because I want to watch some football and I want to watch my school go out there and play well. So I think that that is, that is a really good good point there, Sean. That I think the viewership is going to do fantastic. Uh, I'm, you know, what I'm really not looking forward to is the the people on Twitter who think they're going to be super funny by saying, "Well, uh, yeah, I want to watch Colgate Delaware. I'd rather watch Grey's Anatomy." <laughs> you know, that's what I'm really looking forward to seeing those jackasses. I, how early do you think we you think we get that by week one? Yeah. FCS football yawn emoji. You know, oh, it's going to be like couldn't be me. You know. I'm out of here. Oh, <laughs> that's a big one for this show. <laughs> that's a big one thanks, for this show. Thanks. I really hope that every time I edit these, I don't have to do any cutting because we're professional enough. But no, thanks, Sean. I have to put a bleep in. I'm going to put the bleep in. I'm not cutting that out. God. <laughs> no, but Sean, I'm telling Came you right now, I'm every single. Yeah, that, you're usually not the one to, to curse. Okay, first of all, I'm, you just spat as on me for, for maybe my first bleep ever on this show. Whereas yeah. on get to the point, I have I, I have so many bleeps that I put in for you. Get over yourself. Okay. All right. Well, I was going to say that every single week there's an FCS game. I'm going to quote search on Twitter for FCS football. And anyone who says something negative, I'm going to get into a, a – is it like an internet altercation? Is that the better way to I'd describe like it? I'm I'm – I'm going to berate people, basically, if, if they say anything negative. I want to send, like, our little army after them, of our, our coalition of FCS-ites, uh, and just go after <laughs> these people. Just, like, you know, just, I want to see them get ratioed. I want to see them just get destroyed. Oh, yeah. That's what we need. That's exactly what we need. So, we're excited. If we can get, like, Jeff Undercuffler to tweet ratio underneath their tweet. Oh, my God. I'm lose my mind. <laughs> We're not. T- yeah, we could create our, our own little um, our own little sect of, of football Twitter, if you will, uh, where just to just to create so much anger towards anyone who negatively. <laughs> Some people don't really understand what we're talking about, no, but there's a weird it's, part it's of Twitter that they don't. They're living yeah. a happier life. Sean, before we at the end of the show, when we explain what we're doing for the off season, I would like to share our fat stat of the week, and I think we are making history this week with a special teams fat stat. Sean, I, you found this guy. I would like you to to share it. So, Joe, do you remember the Super Bowl between the Rams and the Patriots when Johnny Hecker? My, it was my favorite Super Bowl. Yes, yeah, it's so annoying when Johnny Hecker was getting all that love. Well, we yes. got our own uh, Johnny Hecker Jr. almost here. I don't know. I don't mean that to sound like in a disrespectful fashion, but Max Quick, the SFA punter, punted this last week 10 times for a total of 442 yards. He averaged 44.2 yards per punt, which, Joe, if I'm not mistaken, is pretty good. 
And then yeah, uh, that's that's fantastic. And then his long of the day was a punt of fifty three yards. Max Quick, uh, you know, punters aren't normally that fat. They're they're kind of just gangly and weird looking, but. You this week are as fat as they come. You are a, a butterball turkey getting ready to be served up this week. You 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 are the main course. Welcome. The, I, I think guess, that the Max definitely. Of the fat. He definitely earned this one here. He definitely he earned, earned, it. earned. He earned it. Ten punts is a lot. I have. I've been in some football games where I've I have connect, uh, assisted in like thirteen or fourteen punt. Mm. I think one time I had a sixteen punt game. These aren't fun, but when you're kicking the crap out of the football and you have a long of 53 and you're averaging 44.2, which is an NFL average, that's a hell of a day, dude. That is a fantastic performance. Uh, we got to remember to tag this dude on Twitter because he deserves recognition being the only punter and also the last fat stat of the year, the only punter of the year to make the list. And I'll, I'll probably also tag McAfee in that just because yeah, he might not, pick it up. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. You know, he, he'll probably be be wondering what the hell we're talking about calling him fat <laughs> uh sean to wrap us up here fc estimates let's go through these final games uh this one's a little bit more uneventful because we basically picked every good team to win no upsets no nothing Stephen f austin memphis memphis won this game neither of us gets the extra point for a correct score prediction uh, UCA Louisiana got canceled, which is disappointing. So that one doesn't count. North Alabama BYU. I was so freaking close, even though I had the most obnoxious score prediction because I, I picked sixty-seven to three, and I think it was like sixty-six fourteen. Yes. I was just barely, barely outside that mm-hmm. range. But we still both got a point for correctly predicting BYU to win. West Carolina EKU. We both picked EKU to win, which they did. No bonus point. And then lastly, Abilene Christian Virginia. Um, we both picked Virginia and that one was correct for both of us. I'm not going to share what the final score is. You probably could guess what it is. We're going to save that for our final show. And this is, I think the perfect time to transition into what we're intending on doing on the final show of this forgotten season. We're going to do a, a, a forgotten season special. And the intent here is we're going to do a, a fat player of the year we're going to come up with something a little bit more creative for the name um we're also going to do the fc estimates champion we're going to crown that person and we're also going to have a bunch of fun superlatives some obvious ones some some unique ones the intent with that show is just to have some fun um and providing recognition for a season that is so bizarre and i don't think anywhere else is going to give the group of guys that we're going to give recognition for and the teams that we're going to give recognition for like we will. Sounds fun. It's something that I believe that, you know, a lot of shows do award shows. Ours will be somewhat similar of a format, but just with our special little touch on it. I still talk to my trophy guy and hopefully I can get something uh, worked up here soon, but regardless, I think you're going to make it. You're going to get a, you're going to get some trophies. I'm not going to disclose all my information at this moment, Joseph. You know, okay. I, I'm trying to keep these cards a little closer to my chest than you are, but it is what it is. Uh, this show, I am uh, very much looking forward to. Maybe um, we there's a possibility of getting a couple uh, special guests. Uh, don't don't make any promises, but I I'm will. Not, we but, do have you know, put so we do have we do have time to coordinate that, and we will try to do whatever we can to have those guests set up. So we're gonna see what we can do with that. 
And that does lead in perfectly to what we're going to point out here. So because there are literally no FCS games this upcoming week. There's no week 13. We're not going to do a show next week because, I mean, frankly, there's literally nothing to talk about. Um, I think that we can all agree here, Sean, that there's no point. In, or It's not that there's no point, but to try and put together a show for 30 minutes with no topics, I don't think that's fair to anybody. So we're going to take the one week off. We've been grinding like hell to keep this thing going. We haven't taken any time off. So we're going to take that week off. And then the following week will be that award show. Does that sound like a plan, Sean? Sounds good to me. Uh, and then lastly, the last thing that we're intending on doing is in an, a, a strong effort to lead up to that February, February 13th, first game of the season. It's only one game that week. We are going to do what we started to do over the summer. We're going to start over because a lot of things changed. There's a lot of dudes that accepted senior bowl invites that aren't going to be playing. There's a lot of dudes that have opted out. There's a lot of dudes that have transferred. We need to go back to the drawing board and figure all this, this stuff out. So what the goal is, once we put together our calendar, we'll make some announcements on social media when we know when we're going to start these up. But we will then go into conference previews and also some positional previews based on what we have time for. But the goal is maybe start sometime in December, if not in January. Realistically, I think we would have to start sometime in December. Mm -hmm. Once the season does start back up, though, the goal is going to be getting those two shows to you guys every single week like we've been doing. I'm excited. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do with my next Monday night, but... uh... I'll be thinking about this show, but at the same time, not much to think about for this upcoming week. So I'm, I'm with you on that one. Yeah, I can hear the, the excitement in your voice. Um, Sean, I think that that's really all we have for today's show. Be on the lookout. Yeah, I'm going to put this out to our listeners and also make a tweet out because I know if we don't incentivize people on Twitter, they might not tweet out to us. But at Joe DeLeon, at Sanderson Radio, if you want to pitch us a superlative for the show. We will do a, a, a couple special superlatives that were fan picked. If you would like to be a part and would like to pitch one, it's not a guarantee that it's on there. Tweet at us at Joe DeLeon at Sanderson radio. I will also tweet it out. So then our, our followers can see this, but if you want to be a part of it, feel free to, to reach out to us so you can be a part of this. Uh, you know, I think what is going to be a, a unique show that probably will never have another show like it. Um, Sean, do you have any other takeaways before I wrap up? No takeaways here. I thought this was a very good show, and uh, we will continue doing shows, which is the message that I'm going to reinforce here, because at the beginning of the show, it sounded a little morose. It sounded like, okay, boys, you know, this what? was a good run. <laughs> so uh, I'm just going to reinforce, we are going to continue doing shows. Just next I don't week, think no the, show. I don't think the open was was like that. No, was a little bit that. No, just my intuition, maybe. You're you're much more negative than I am, and you have a more morbid outlook. Um, I was just trying to highlight the fact Is that, that a fat joke. Well, you are morbid, um, Leo Beast. All right, folks, thank you for tuning in to today's episode. We appreciate all the support. Paul as we said, slams it in. <laughs> it's a self boop. Just a- um. Make sure you follow us on, on Twitter at Joe DeLeo and at Sanderson Radio at Believe Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. Also head to Believe.com to find our show as well as hundreds of other amazing shows and also my other show, Believe in NFL Draft Prospects Podcast. 
Thanks, folks. Stay tuned. We'll keep you in the loop. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.